You're listening to the Tamar Yona Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We are live on this Sunday afternoon, the 7th of January, 2024. We are live, if you're listening, between the hour of 4 to 5 p.m. Holy Time right here in the land of Israel, or if it's between 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. And this sound that you hear is the third red alert siren we have been getting since the last minute, just before I went on the air. Uh, the north is under rocket fire right now. Kirat Shmona, Misgav Am, Tel Chai, uh, Manara, and uh, Margaliot, Kfar Giladi. Very many uh, communities in the northern border between Lebanon and Israel. We are being attacked right now as we're speaking live on the show. Residents of the north that got this red alert siren are now running for cover and uh, to anywhere they can to be able to get out of the way of these rockets coming in. Uh, and we are praying for their safety of our citizens there. I want to say something before I go into the show, because this reminds me, you know, uh, before October 7th, before the war, we would often hear about rocket fire in the south of Israel, and people would say, oh, you know, they're attacking the south, they're attacking the south. But I want people to understand that they're not attacking the south. They're attacking Israel. When the Americans were attacked on 9-11 in 2001, no one said they attacked New York. They said that they attacked America. And that is the proper way to think about this. Because, it, because as we're seeing on the ground, they're not only attacking the north or the south of Israel right now, but they're attacking not just the, what they say, the Zionists, which means supporters of Israel, but they are attacking Jews everywhere, all around the planet. If you have a bagel store in Los Angeles or New York, they're attacking you. And you may have nothing to do with this conflict that, that's happening here, this, the war that's happening here. But if you're a Jew, they're attacking the Jews so we can widen it even more. Not just that they're attacking Israel, but they're attacking God's children, the chosen people, the Jewish people, the Hebrews, the Israelites. And we are in a war of good against evil. And I hope all of you listening are going to choose the right side. All right, off on that note, the show today is going to be called Nuclear 9-11. And our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben Green University. He's authored over 90 books and 400 research papers. And he's a commentator on Mideast and world issues. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Your, uh, your statement was very well put. Um, it, it is correct. It is not attack on mm-hmm. a border. Right. It's an attack on the entire country, and it's an attack on the entire people. Hello? Okay, so where would you want to start? Okay. Um, I, 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 I described the title of the show as Nuclear Non-11 um, 
So I, anybody can understand that in, in the basic principle is I'm, I'm talking about an attack, like an, somewhat like the attack that occurred on um, uh, uh, the 11th of September in 2001, but fueled by nuclear weapons rather than by falling airplanes. Is this at all possible? Are we, are we speaking of something that's real? How do we define this? Well, I think that right now it's out of control. I think that what we're seeing now is that people that are ostensibly in control are out of their minds. I'm, I'm looking at people like um, uh, uh, the people that are running the, the United States. And collectively and individually, I, I, it's, it's very, very difficult at this point to understand what they're really trying to do, what they want to do. So let, let's go back for a moment and just, just ask the most basic question. Can a nuclear attack occur? And if it does, what does, it, what does that mean? And who on who? Well, no, we're talking about 9-11, so we're talking about an attack on major American cities or major American uh, assets. So uh, uh, can, can a nuclear attack occur? Can America be attacked with nuclear weapons? Is that a possibility? Well, the, the basic fact is that the United States Congress had a, commi uh, uh, a commission about, um, I think it was about 15 years ago. I'm not, I don't recall the exact dates now. Um, and there, the United States Congress concluded that it was entirely possible, and that if this occurs, they, 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 the, the commission actually drew up various scenarios of what could possibly occur from this from this kind of attack. And their conclusion was that about ninety percent of American citizens would be died, would be dead, ninety percent, nine zero. So a, a nuclear 9-11 is not the same as the original 9-11. Um, the original 9-11 uh, uh, killed some 3,000 people, horrible, but certainly nowhere near hundreds of millions. Well, how much on the other side? What does that mean? Well, you're saying 90%, you're saying that the, that the American government researched this and said that they would estimate that up to 90% of Americans could be killed in a nuclear war today? Is that what you're saying? Not in a nuclear war, in an EMP attack. Okay, an EMP. So if, if America had an EMP attack, would it be able to get off its nuclear bombs to the side that's attacking it, or it wouldn't be in time? Um, America has what they call a, 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 a triad of... Um, nuclear weapons. In other words, they have nuclear weapons in submarines and in missiles and in airplanes. So the, 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 while, while it's, un, it's unpredictable what would happen with the airplanes, the missiles are ostensibly uh, uh, shielded from an EMP attack, and the submarines are, of course, not there, so they should be, they, they should be on patrol so they could attack again as well. The question is not, can the America... Uh, react in the same manner, but would America necessarily know who to attack? Would they know where the attack actually came from? And that's that's a much bigger issue. For instance, let's assume for the moment that um, uh, 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 Iran actually did acquire nuclear devices. 
Remember, if you're talking about this kind of surreptitious attack, they do not have to have sophisticated delivery systems. They can simply put it on a, on a ship and deliver it like a package, basically. Remember, Iran has an embassy in Washington and has an embassy in New York. The New York embassy is, a, is an embassy, not a consulate, because it's the embassy to the United Nations. And they also have various consulates across the United States. All of these diplomatic posts are diplomatically secure in that they cannot be legally searched. And we do know that um, for many years now that Iran has been using it, is using, using these installations for things that are other than normal diplomacy, to phrase it very carefully. Doesn't uh, uh, EMP have to be detonated in the atmosphere of high up above? That, that, that's an excellent question. Yes, the answer is yes and no. Maximum effectiveness of EMP, in other words, maximum spread of the pulse, would you would want to have it uh, at, a, at, a, at a specific height, usually about 50,000 feet. However, if your objective is like the 9-11 attack, in other words, let's just kill some Americans, why not? Then you're not, you're not looking to maximize the effect of the attack, you're just looking to attack. The, the, the airplanes that fell on, on, on the 11th of September did not attempt to find a way to maximize damage. They just attacked. That was the, the point was the act. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not maximization of, the, of, of its effect. The point was the act itself. So if you're talking about a nuclear attack, which occurs, let's say, just as an example, in, in, in Washington and in New York and in Los Angeles, you're probably going to kill some 10 million Americans. That's, you know, in thinking in terms of uh, uh, um, the, the thinking of the Ayatollahs, that's a nice, you know, it's a nice little attack. It, you know, makes a point. Now let's go to the other side of that question that you asked. Let's assume the Americans assumed or could discover at some point Remember, they could discover it a month later. It doesn't matter at the moment. A week later, a day later, an hour later. That it was Iran. Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem, trying to get you back. Just a moment. Okay, do you hear me, Dr. Mordechai ben All right, so in the meantime, while we are waiting... Hello. Okay, we are back on the air. Uh, apologies to everyone. The internet went out in the area here, and we are back on with Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. So, why don't you start again about the topic of if America did find out you, you were saying that uh, who, who perpetrated this uh, nuclear attack, what would happen, well, and then I remember that that North Korea is now. Uh, are threatening to attack America. China is not exactly happy with America. Uh, Russia is not not happy with America. I mean, there are plenty of people out there today that are very unhappy with America. Let's look at the timeline. Let's look at the, at the process. What, is, what has occurred over the past few years? It all started with, uh, 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 with uh, 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 Biden. As soon as he took office, the, one of the first things he did was he decided to renew, quote-unquote, the uh, uh, disastrous treaty with Iran. Iran 
they know how to negotiate in a bazaar. In a bazaar, as soon as somebody is very, very interested, then you up the price. So they weren't all that interested. They did not express interest in, in Biden's um, uh, um, um, claims that, of what he wanted. But from the weakness towards Iran, because Biden kept on trying to bribe the Ayatollahs to agree to a new, to a new deal... Um, so he gave them more and more money. He, he, he stopped enforcing sanctions. Uh, 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 today, the, the estimate is that the Iranians got from this in the past three years some between one and two hundred million billion dollars um, from the either directly from the United States or from oil sales that were previously embargoed or sanctioned. So it starts with Iran. And one from from Iran went to the next step was was uh, Afghanistan. If you want to call these dominoes, you can call them dominoes. The disastrous withdrawal from from Afghanistan, and then the disaster on the on, on America's southern border, and then the Russia Ukraine uh, war broke out, and then Gaza broke out, and now the Houthis in the Red Sea, um, who are supported by the by the by, by the Iranians, of course, um, which brings us back to Iran, and etc. So what we're seeing is that there's a pattern here of projection of weakness. And when uh, there's an American expression, well, the mice is, uh, when the cats away, the mice will play. Well, that's basically what's happening in the world today. Now, the, we need to understand that the Houthis didn't begin pirating, uh, 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 shipping on the Red Sea because of the Gaza War, they've been they've been acting as pirates now since 2016. And in the beginning, the um, the, the American military did do a, a few little things, very very little, not really they didn't really pay too much attention. There were other powers that uh, patrolled that area and tried to counter the piracy, both the Yemeni piracy, piracy and Somali piracy. They weren't very effective, but but it was, it was going on. Now, the, the Houthis have used the Gaza war as an excuse, so they have upped their piracy as well. And remember, this is, uh, how, how is it phrased? This is, they're not pirating because of any um, grand philosophy or helping their, their, their Palestinian brothers. They can't stand the Palestinians any more than any other, any other group, uh, uh, country in the, in the Middle East can stand them. They're not doing this to help the Palestinians. They're not helping the Palestinians. Then are they, are they attacking only ships bound for Israel or ships that are owned by Israel? No, they're attacking. And what they're doing is pirate, pure, simple piracy. They're doing it to ransom the ships and ransom the crews. That's how they make money. The point is not the Houthis. The point is that America is continually showing weakness. The American military, clearly the American military at least in terms of uh, 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 potential power, is still the most, the most powerful military on the planet today. But, you know, if you own a tool, but you're afraid to use it because you might wear it out, then the tool owns you. You don't own it. So is, does America really have a military today? Or does the military have America? If we go back to the famous quote from... Um, Eisenhower, 
Maybe the military now controls America or the military establishment, the what he called the military industrial complex. Do they now run the United States? We don't know. We don't know who's really running the United States. Let, let's present a theory here. That's that, that, that I did not I did not originate this theory, but it's a it's an image, it's an interesting quote, and I'm quoting somebody else. Okay, mm-hmm. imagine if on October eighth, two thousand twenty-three, the United Nations Security Council voted unanimously unanimously to condemn Hamas for war crimes, demanding the immediate return of all hostages, and ordered Qatar to extradite Hamas leadership to the International Criminal Court in in the Hague, where they would be tried for war crimes crimes against humanity and genocide. Had that occurred, think how many people in Gaza would be alive today, then ask yourself why that did not happen. Unquote. I think that's an interesting thought. What we're seeing today is that more and more things are not happening in any way that normal people would normally expect. So there's a plethora of reasons around the world today to expect that the 24 that 2024 is going to be a very chaotic, uh, uh, chaotic, um, uh, chaotic, chaotic yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And there's increased uh, geopolitical risk. U.S. Uh, United States is Exxon Mobil, for instance, has is exiting now from Iraqi oil fields, some of the richest oil fields on the planet. They have a 22 and a half percent stake in the oil fields, and they've just uh, uh, passed on it. They transferred it to Petro-China. China. Petro-China. Why would the United States transfer 22.5% of the Iraqi oil fields to, own, to be owned by China? Interesting question. Um, a Chinese private refiner and Saudi Aramco have now agreed to mutually purchase 50% stakes in each other's refining units. Adnoc, the national oil firm of uh, the United Arab Emirates, just signed an, uh, a liquid, liquefied national gas supply deal with China's utility ENN, a, 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 a million tons of LNG per year for 15 years. Um, the United States and Yemen have clashed in, in, in the seas. They continue to clash. Remind, I'm reminding people, Bab al-Mandeb, it means, Bab means gates. Bab al-Mandeb is the gates of tears because that's where the black Africans were brought over as slaves from Africa to Asia. That was the route that they, was t- that they were taken. Bab al-Mandeb is where the black Africans were taken. Does any aspect of United States democracy survive inter- internally today? You know, we're looking at if we look at what's happening across the United States today, and don't misunderstand this. Everybody in the world is looking at the United States. The United States used to be a leader in, in a leadership position. So when we see democracy openly breaking down in the United States and, and, and the, 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 the so-called legal manipulations concerning Trump, and I'm not expressing an opinion to, uh, as to his candidacy at the moment, but 
if he's being thrown off the ballot for a crime that he was that was he was never convicted of, clearly that is not democratic. So we've seen that now in two states. We 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 we, we see it in others. We don't know. Okay, so getting back to nuclear war. But these are we aren't we're not getting off nuclear war. First of all, I'm not talking about nuclear war. I'm talking about a nuclear attack, and it's not quite the same thing. It's not, okay, nothing that's not mutual. So if Iran parks a ship in New York Harbor and blows up a nuclear device on that ship, that's not really a nuclear war. But the effect will be devastating, even if that nuclear device is relatively small, of only a few tens of kilotons. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're talking about hundreds of thousands at least of dead New Yorkers, and you're talking about the destruction, total destruction of the infrastructure of the New York Harbor, which is one of the United States' most important harbors. What happens if they do that in New York and Los Angeles and New Orleans at the same time? These are the major harbors, the most important harbors that the United States has. What does that, what does that mean to the United States? But on the other side of that, not just what is the effect of that, why would they do that? Well, they would do that if they perceive that the United States is showing weakness. Remember, in diplomacy, 90% of diplomacy is perception, not necessarily what, what really matters. I'm, I'm not what, I mean, not what, it, it's perception that really matters, not necessarily the actual reality of facts. So the United States could have an extraordinarily powerful, potentially powerful military, but if the perception is that the United States government or the United States American people do not have the will to use it, to use that military, then that military is neutered. <clears throat> okay. Okay. I'm, I hear you. Uh you you wanted to talk about who is who is deterring and who is deterred. Yes, that's part of the the whole concept of of, of a nuclear nine eleven. Okay. So a, a brigadier general by the name of Mohammad Razanaki, who was the coordinating commander of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, announced that Iran will close the Mediterranean Sea in retaliation for U.S. war crimes in Gaza. The Mediterranean. Iran is not a Mediterranean power. They don't sit on the Mediterranean. So how can he describe closing Gibraltar and the Mediterranean Sea to U.S. shipping? Well, because he can. Again, Iran is actively, openly threatening the United States, and the United States is not reacting to that. Does that Iran is deterred? Clearly not. They're clearly not deterred. Is America deterring anyone? Clearly not. No one today fears the United States, and no one really respects the United States, even its allies. These are horrible things to have to say. So how give, give our listeners a scenario of how that would happen where he could close the Mediterranean Sea. Well, he didn't say how he would do it. He said that he, 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 he might do it because, not he personally, obviously, but Iran might do it because of what they consider United States war crimes. 
Now, I don't see that the United States is fighting anybody in, anywhere right now, so I don't know if the United States is capable of committing war crimes. I don't think American military is active in Gaza. I don't think the American military is active anywhere near Iran. They're, they're active near the, the, they're, they're active Sorry? near the Red Sea because they've had attacks and they've been responding uh, very strategically to those attacks, but nothing no, no, on a... No, very, not very pathetically, actually. The only response that they've actually given so far has been to shoot down some of these missiles, not even all of them. So they're shooting down some missiles. Though, and they also sunk three little tiny patrol boats. Big deal. I mean, these are patrol boats that cost, I don't know, $5,000 a piece, something like that. These, these aren't, you know, this is a, a little bit more than a motorized rowboat. Um, these are the boats that the Houthis use for piracy. Some of these are might not even be Houthis. Some of these might be Somalia. Again, this is a strength. You can you can you can attack from both sides. Are the Houthis and the Somalis coordinating? We do not know. Nobody has. Uh, if anybody has intel on the ground there, they're not publishing publishing it so far. Um. So why would he? Why would he want to cr close the Stretch of Gibraltar? How could he do it? Well, the Stretch of Gibraltar is very easy to close, actually. Again, you put a ship in there and you sink it in the middle, <clears throat> in the middle of the strait, uh, uh, um, uh, exploding things on both sides, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Who's going to Who's going to stop them? If the American military is for show, who can, is going to stop them? There's an interesting incident just a few a few days ago, a Chinese. Um, uh, 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 vessel, evidently a commercial vessel, not a military vessel, um, was uh, 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 moving along near the uh, um, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, the Baltic Sea, and what they did was they dropped their anchor and dragged the anchor for several hundred meters. Well, anchors are heavy. So by dragging the anchors for several hundred meters, what they did was they um, tore apart some pipelines and some undersea cables. Now, all of Europe is dependent on undersea pipelines and undersea cables. There are tens of undersea cables connecting Europe to the world. Now, this was a Chinese ship. Why did the Chinese do that? Could this have been done by accident? No, it cannot happen by accident. You could, by accident, you drop an anchor and drag it for a few meters. You can't drag it like that for many hundreds of meters. Remember, an anchor like this weighs 6,000 kilograms. This is not a trivial thing. So all the connections between Finland and Estonia were torn apart. Again, this is a provocation. What was the action, reaction of Europe? Nothing. What was the reaction of the United States? Nothing. No reaction. When you have somebody who's doing intentional provocations and the reaction is uh, uh, to basically ignore them, they're going to do it again. 
That's the way it works. Yeah, that's the Is way it works. Is anybody deterred today by the United States? Not really. Does the United States have an active military? Again, I'm not talking about how much it spends. It spends a phenomenal quantity of money, a trillion dollars a year, if you include everything. I mean, the, the actual just, quote-unquote, military budget is, 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 is I don't not remember now, I think it's $850 billion. But if you add in the CIA and the NSA and these these 18 intel agencies that the United States has and et cetera, et cetera, you go way over a trillion dollars. So is that something to be proud of, that you're spending a lot of money? Not unless you're getting something for it. What is the American taxpayer getting today for that phenomenal investment? Well, if somebody was deterred, then I would say that they're getting something. But if nobody is deterred, I'm saying that there's something wrong with this model here. Hmm. Fascinating. Well, let's go, go on to a, diff, a different a different aspect here, a different dimension okay. of this of this issue of the of nuclear nine eleven. Okay. Let's look at American education. Mm-hmm. Why is why is education important? Well, if the if the uh, 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 one result of this, uh, how can I phrase it? Woke gone mad in the academia is that uh, 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 tens of thousands of people no one no longer want to go to the universities now. Which we see there's the there's a tremendous drop in university enrollment. What does this mean? Well, it means that in ten years, the United States will not have the uh, uh, sophisticated, trained minds to create new systems and new weapons to be able to compete. We'll not be able to com- to create the new products. That can that can allow it to compete uh, militarily, economically, or anything else, because young people are not being educated. And even if the young people go to a place like, I don't know, Penn State, for an education, and their education is more political than technical, then they're not going to be good engineers. But. Education is more than just academia. Education is also a primary education as well. All aspects of it, all stages of education. Well, we now know that illegal immigration... Okay, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, I do not hear you, but we're going to take a caller. In the meantime, we have joining us Antonio from the United States. Hi there, Antonio. What's your comment or question for us here at Israel News Talk Radio? My comment, actually my question is, do... I'd like to know, um, I know Qatar given seven, something, $7 billion to the American um, education, but another question I'd like to know, what other countries contribute to the education of America? Because today education is, is woke and teaches anti-Semitism. Along with that, China has donated a lot of funds to the American education and was now reported. So we are in a terrible mess because of the education-wise and the wokeness. So how can we um, correct that? And is it too late to correct that? Because right now, Generation Z, I think called Generation Z, are pretty much, you know, it's going to pretty much be the individuals running the country later on in life. So can 
can we change that culture? That's an excellent question and an excellent point that you've uh, brought up, that the American universities basically have been bought by foreign uh, interests. And uh, so would you like to tackle that, Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem? Certainly. Um, uh, first of all, thank you for the question. Excellent question, as, as someone mm-hmm. just said. And your points are, are, are very well taken. But it's not just Qatar. I mean, remember, there is an American law that states that any university that receives foreign money has to report that. But none of them do. Or very few of them do. Remember, they, they, where, where was Biden between when he completed his term as vice president and when he became, when he was voted in as president? It was the Penn State. The, the uh, uh, Biden Center at Penn State. Remember that? Remember where those documents were found? The documents that were, were hidden, that, that uh, 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 Trump's estate in Mar-a-Lago was raided, but Biden got a pass. Right. But the, the university was hiding this. The university knowingly, actively was hiding illegal activity. And the universities, plural, received monies from China, received monies from Qatar, received monies from many other places around the world that have um, extra fundings, funding sources. Qatar is the, is the uh, uh, most unscrupulous of them all, but it's not the only one. American universities have been bought. The estimation, and again, this is an estimation, we do not have actual numbers because they're being hidden from us. The estimation is that Qatar has spent on this issue over the past decade or decade and a half, tens of billions of dollars. That's a lot of money. You can buy a lot of chairs and fellowships for tens of billions of dollars. But remember, as important as the academia is, and it's very important, that's only one aspect of education. Education begins in kindergarten. And all of these aspects of education are now under threat in the United States. You know, if we look at the issue of of immigration, well, how do you run a school in, I don't know where, Oklahoma, a random place, where some 50% of the students don't speak the same language? That's very difficult. You're bringing in massive quantities of migrants. These migrants are not necessarily Mexicans. They're not necessarily Latin Americans. These migrants are coming in from from China, from Iran, from Afghanistan, from Latin America, from basically all the enemies of the United States. If If they come from a country that's not an enemy of the United States, they'll come legally. They don't need to come illegally. Remember, legal immigration is great. Everybody agrees about that. No one has any qualms about legal immigration. The issue is the illegal immigration. And illegal immigration today, most analysts are talking about on the order of 40 million illegal immigrants residing today in the United States. The vast majority of them, probably about 80%, are young males. What does this imply to you? Can I add something? Yeah, go ahead. Um, because 
I have a friend, some friends of mine and former teachers of mine who said to me that I guess when Obama was in office, he implemented some kind of education system, so you reward with uh, grants some more money into the system. But they have passed um, individuals who are making F and Ds, uh, who just do not attend um, school or colleges, and passing grades. And those are the individuals who cannot write, cannot do cursive writing or anything at all. Just recently, I think a year and a half ago, it was a... a um, it was a um, situation happening in somewhere in the United States. I think it was in somewhere in Florida. I heard that um, nurses went to get you know online classes. Never got, never attended. Got cheat sheet and graduated and so forth and excel in in the nursing field. So the whole entire system from from preschool to high education is corrupt. It's 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 corrupt it's filthy because you don't know who to trust and who not to trust and you don't know what you get in that's one of the issues that needs to be addressed among other things they're being brainwashed the same way how um the u.n brainwashed the students or the kids in gaza about jews and non-jews and so forth the same way they were brainwashed um United, you know, U.S. Um, preschool and so forth. So there is a, a, a culture that's it's going to take maybe 50 or 60 years, I don't know, I'm just giving a guess, to clean that culture out because it's rotten. But when Biden came into office, everything that Trump did, implemented, he reversed. And that's where it came, that's where all those... Um, those things came into play more and more and more. Twelve years, twelve years for Biden and Obama to rule, to be in office, and this country and the world is a bigger mess than anything else. Well, well, what, what did Obama promise you? He had one promise Obama, before he was elected in two thousand. I didn't vote for him. Fundamentally transformed the United States. Right. That's what he did. Right. Politically, yeah, he, said, he was probably said, the most the most a, a, a successful president in the history of the United States. It's horrible. Because everything, everything he said, change, change, change. And back then, people inquired, so what kind of change are you telling people? And I said, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. I said, no, no, no. It's up to individual interpretation. Change, change, change. I said, he's not going to be a good president. And then I, as a person, was told I am a racist. I said, well, that's what your opinion, that's how you feel. That's what you feel, but prove me right. What change has he brought? Only thing he brought is disaster to the world. Well, you That's know, uh, th- there was one there was one person on the planet who was had the primary responsibility for preventing illegal immigration or illegal migration um, from Africa. His name was Gaddafi. Who killed him? America. Obama. Obama. You think he was killed just by by chance, by by, by mistake? You think this was this was this, nobody thought about this in advance? Nobody knew what his role was. That wasn't. I mean, he was a terrible person. I'm not saying that I'm in favor in any way of of, of Gaddafi. He was he was a pretty awful person. But he got the job done, and he did it for forty years. 
Everybody knew who he was. They knew that he was a horrible person. But they also knew that he was preventing disaster from, from arriving on Europe and American shores. So there was a reason why he was murdered. Now the chicken came returned back home to all the different countries <laughs> to roost. And we as the citizens of this world, this country, Israel and all over, have to pay for it. And that's not fair at all. But who am I? I'm not It's seldom fair. There's basically nothing fair about life today. No. But we do have to understand what's going on. We do have to be aware of the of the data. We do have to be aware of what's what is actually happening and who's causing things to happen that particularly when these things are not the most desirable things that you could ask for. <clears throat> now a lot of people say that politicians are 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 are, are, are rotten by nature. I don't accept that. I mean, I've met I've known many politicians who are excellent, fine people upright, uh, uh, honest, uh, uh, with integrity, and etc. And they were good politicians at the same time. I've even worked with some of them, and I enjoyed it very much, learned a lot from them. But when you have politicians who are actively cooperating with bureaucrats who are also corrupt, then you can have things happening that are very uh, powerful. And not in the way that we would, would necessarily wish. And again, this takes us back to Eisenhower, who cautioned us about the so-called military-industrial complex. I, I would say today that it's not just military. The military-industrial complex, the pharmaceutical-industrial complex. The, 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 as far as I'm aware of the data, and I could be mistaken, but... As far as I'm personally aware, um, Bill Gates put into his pocket some $20 billion or $25 billion in cash from the COVID vaccines that never worked, that caused more harm than good. Yep, it did. And anybody who's listening, go. don't believe what you hear. Go and look at the data and see how much cancer has skyrocketed since the uh, since these vaccines, these experimental vaccines were put out. Go look at the data of how many people have died suddenly after receiving these vaccines. Go look at the data of that a uh, pandemic supposed that we had should have been over in a few months, and instead, because of the vaccine. It lasted this uh, this this strain lasted longer. So I, I'm not going to go into that now in the show. But what what Doctor Ben Menachem is saying is correct. Go ahead. Yeah, there was an article published today um, uh, by a gentleman by the name of, pardon me, Steve Kirsch. A summary of the evidence against the COVID vaccines. It's the title of the article. <laughs> this is this is well known today, unfortunately. And I myself, I published an article in a peer-reviewed scientific journal. I'm, again, I'm not, a, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm, I'm just doing data analysis, which is an area where I am qualified. 
I published an article in, in I think it was uh, January or February of 2020, uh, uh, um, showing that the COVID disease, the disease is a real disease. I mean, it was caused, it was created artificially by human beings, but the disease is a real disease. But it run its course. By the uh, by, the the spring of 2020, had things gone in a natural manner, but there were not enough deaths for them to be satisfied, so they came out with the vaccines. Okay, just a word of caution to everybody: if anything is new on the market that's going to go into your body, best to wait. Just I'm not saying telling you what to do. But I would urge you just to wait and see what the results are. My mother always taught me, if you can, try to wait 20 years to see what the uh, side effects are of this new drug or medicine or procedure, etc. Because sometimes it doesn't hit you, but it hits the next generation. And again, you can't, maybe one feels that they can't always wait, but if you can, best to do so. Remember, it's going inside your body, it's going into every cell of your body, and it doesn't know just to go to the head for the headache, or just to go to the feet for the gout, or just to go to the liver for this or that. It's going everywhere, and where it may, you know, give you what appears to be making you feel better, that's not necessarily what's happening. Okay, I'm going to leave it there for now. Go ahead. Okay, and we're not necessarily we're not saying anything against doctors or or against medicines in the field. We're saying that some things are experimental and have not been trialed in a proper, responsible manner. Some things are have been trialed and they're great, no problem with that. But if they have not been trialed properly, and no trial can take three months, that's not possible. A trial must must take the time that it takes. So, and again. We're not talking about even the COVID. We're talking about a, a generalization here that things that have not been trialed should be approached with a degree of dis- mistrust caution. and caution. Caution, yeah. Okay. And especially if you're scared into it or forced into it. You know, you can't have your job unless you take this vaccine. I mean, there's something wrong there because it was so good. Everybody would want to take it. No one would have to be coerced. But again, well, I'm going well, to leave it look, there look, for look, now. The U.S. military, they they fired 9,000 people. And in addition to that, they have mass uh, uh, problems in, in, in new recruitments. They're 50,000 people below their uh, uh, recruiting objectives. They're... Their, their, their personnel objectives. 50,000 people, well, short. That's not a trivial quantity of people that aren't there. That's a, that's a very large number. Okay, so let's keep going on our topic. Okay, so, uh, so who could per- perform this thing that I'm calling a nuclear 9-11? Well, from the start, we would not expect it from Russia or China. They're too large for that. They wouldn't do something that was done surreptitiously. If they were, if they were to do something, they would do it probably in a more open manner. Be hurt. They are aware of how much they can be hurt. How far is Iraq is Iran from a nuclear bomb? Well, the 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 um, uh, 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 international agency for atom for uh, uh, atomics agency has said that they're weeks away. From having sufficient uh, fissile material um, uh, um, uh, properly um, uh, refined 
for several bombs. But they're saying that, that it's, they still don't have delivery systems. Well, I've, I've shown you that delivery systems are not necessarily the issue. So you put it into a container and you don't put it into a, a bomb that can be dropped from, a, from an airplane. So what? So it's big. If you can put it into a container, then you can ship it into New York Harbor or whatever. It doesn't necessarily be deliverable in the normal Western way of delivery. Remember, these people are not stupid. They can come up with, with original ideas. And in addition to that, many people, and I don't, do not have an opinion on this, many people are claiming that Iran actually already has a nuclear weapon, or more than one, and simply has not allowed it to be uh, publicized till now. Do they have it already, or, they, or can they get it within, within weeks? I'm not certain if that question really matters all that much anymore. Um, remember, I, I've said this on, in the past. Um, uh, uh, America has a company called U-Haul, which is a franchise. Some unknown number, very large, of those franchises are owned by um, Muslim immigrants to the United States. Are all of those people evil people? Of course not. Are some of those people evil people? That's probably a fairly high, high probability. So remember, U-Haul basically provides people with a mobile, untraceable storage space. So if you can store and, uh, uh, and transport weapons of various kinds, explosives, etc. Remember Timothy McVeigh, the one who blew up Oklahoma City? He used fertilizer. He didn't do anything sophisticated. But if I remember correctly, the number 164 people died. And he didn't have any philosophy. He just thought it was fun. Now, what happens when people whose basic philosophy is we will win because we love death? And that's a quote from the Quran. I don't think a lot of Americans understand that because they don't think that way. And, and, they, and people tend to think if, you know, if I don't think that, the, that way, then everybody thinks like me. And, and I would never do that. So this is just a bunch of hogwash that we're listening to. But we have to understand that not everybody on this planet shares our same value system. You, you uh, may value shopping and materialism and, and a prosperous and good and easy life. And someone else might look at that and, and be dis, show disdain for it and say life that has no meaning unless you do this, that, or that, or this, and they live their life completely differently. And you have to understand and respect, I don't say like, but you have to respect it uh, to, to understand that the world doesn't run on your set of value systems, basically. One of my favorites, and I think I've said this many times in the past, is a quote from Elie Wiesel, the Holocaust survivor and author, brilliant author, by the way, Elie Wiesel, and he said, and I quote, the most basic lesson from the Holocaust is when somebody says he wants to kill you, believe, believe him. him. Right. Right. I mean, who would think that the Germany, I want to remind people that in, you know, before World War II, Germany was the 
most cultured and sophisticated country in all of Europe, probably maybe the entire world. Uh, it, that was where all the hip people, the philosophers, the doctors, the science, all coming out of uh, the universities there. They would sit at the cafes in Berlin and, and the, the philosophers of the day, the, the, all, all the hip and, and, and cultured people. And no one would be able, if you said that Germany was going to do what they did to the Jewish people and, and to other people, no one would believe it because Germany? Germany is so cultured. They wouldn't. The Cossacks might do that to the Jews, uh, kill them and, and commit a genocide. But the German people, no one could believe it. Well, not, it's not only that. I mean, you said the Cossacks, but uh, just to give people perspective here. Um, uh, in, in the lead up to the Russian Revolution, in other words, the, the two decades before World War I, the Cossacks in Russia killed two, a quarter of a million Jews. Again, just for fun, a quarter of a million, 250,000 Jews were murdered by the Cossacks. So everybody expected that kind of thing to go on in Russia. And as you just said, Tamar, nobody expected that kind of thing to happen in Germany. Nobody. But remember, what Germany did was not just against the Jews. They killed six million Jews. They killed, they, that caused... Nine million German dead, dead. That caused 80 million dead people around the world. Eight zero. That's why they say it starts with the Jews, but it never ends with the Jews. Never. Okay. Uh, we're running short on time. Let's go to uh, another topic. The last one here. Does any aspect of U.S. democracy survive? Explain that. Okay, <clears throat> we're looking today at, at, at things that are going on in the United States that are, let's just call it very strange, okay? I mentioned before the issues of, of, of Trump's legal problems. If I remember correctly what I've just read, he has 91 or 92 how do you say it in English? I forgot the word. Uh, I, I didn't hear. What, you, what did you say? Kitve Ishum, allegations. Yes, legal allegations. Guilt, uh, uh, okay, whatever. Right. Yeah, no, the, um, so, I mean, he's being sued Accus and he's being yeah, put on trial. And this, this is unprecedented in America. This is unprecedented in any, in any democracy. He hasn't been convicted of anything. And it's not just Trump, of course. It goes way beyond that. I and mean, we saw the, the, um, Infractions, we'll call them, in the elections in 2020 and in 2022. Were the elections fair? Were the elections real? Does America have today a democracy? I don't know the answer to that question. I, I, I believe that historically the United States was a democracy. Probably at least until uh, Franklin Roosevelt and maybe even uh, until um, uh, 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 President Clinton I do not believe that America has a democracy today. And in any case, even if it does have a democracy today, even if voting actually is effective in the United States today, which I do not believe that it is, but maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. America does not, does not respect democracies anyplace else. And we see what America has done um, uh, um, uh, 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 here to the democracy here in Israel. 
constantly constantly uh, uh, stating the, how they would how how they, how they want to affect the democracy. Douglas McGregor, a, a colonel, a retired colonel of the United States, who I respect as, a, as an individual, I respect professionally, but he made a statement just this past, I think it was on Thursday, this past week, saying if he was in charge, he would not allow Israel to go to the polls and he would not allow the present Israeli um, uh, elected officials to be in power. What the heck does that mean? What do you mean you, don't, you would not allow it? In other words, you're, he, this, a colonel in the American army is stating that America despises democracy anywhere else. And they have the power and the right to cancel it if the voters vote in somebody that they don't care for. Now, maybe that's just his opinion. Is that just him? Is that, or is it more? Well, the evidence seems to say that... Um, the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, all of these organizations have been working against democracies and elections in many places for many, many decades now. We all know the stories. It's not just in Israel. It's throughout Latin America, it's throughout Africa. We know that this has occurred. Well, look look at so, the Palestinian Authority. They haven't had elections in like 10 years. Yeah, but I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't say that that's the, that's the fault of America. That's their own fault. It's not ten, by the way. It's twenty. But okay, <laughs> that's one. Um, that's not America's fault, or not directly in case. I mean, America has not made any um, statements about well, why haven't you had elections since since this horrible terrorist was elected, the, the so-called president of the, the of the Palestinian Authority. We all remember the story of how, um, uh, in the Oslo Accords, the uh, 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 PLO, which was a progenitor to the Palestinian Authority, contracted to change their charter to not call for genocide of the Jews. And so Bill Clinton, when he was president of the United States, came to Gaza to view the parliament of the Palestinians changing that um, uh, um, uh, 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 paragraph in their charter. And the Palestinians there voted on changing it, but, but what they, they actually did. voted for was that Bill Clinton is a clown. Of course, Bill Clinton didn't understand Arabic, and he didn't have anyone with him who did understand Arabic. So they voted that Bill Clinton is a clown. That's not really very complimentary to the United States, is it? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and they did not change their charter. Right. They now, did the not. charter still calls Our for genocide quote peace of, partners. of yeah. Jews all over the world. Sorry, did you say that? I said our quote-unquote peace partners. Yes. Okay. But, spe but spelled with an I, not with an A. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. To, to sum up. So what I was saying is that uh, the possibility of America being attacked, like it was attacked on 9-11, is very distinct and very real. Except that if it, is, if it is attacked in that manner again, do not expect it to be a limited attack, attack with 3,000 dead Americans. Expect it to be something much, much more fierce than that. 
Yeah, unless unless chances, they, can, can I put a number on it and say the chances of this happening are, are X? No, I cannot. Nor would I want to if I if I did. But I would say that that kind of attack is becoming increasingly likely as America is increasingly perceived as being weak and indecisive. Okay, and, and lest anyone think that uh, you are pulling this out of a rabbit's hat from, from nowhere, remember what they themselves, the Iranians themselves are saying today, the regime there. First the Saturday people and then the Sunday people. That's the Christian, the well, Western that's not, world. that's not from them. That's, that's, that's from Muhammad himself. Okay. But they're saying, but they're the ones they're saying in their streets now, and uh, and then they say first the little Satan Israel, and then the big Satan America. So this this is what they are saying. And as Doctor Mordechai Ben Menachem said, if someone says they're going to kill you, believe them and prepare for for uh, God forbid anything. Be strong, be righteous, and be safe. What can I tell you? Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem, I want to thank you very much for being on the show today. Maybe next week we can have some better news, please, God. <laughs> I certainly hope so, because this was very sad. Very, very, yeah, very, very uh, depressing. But it's good to know, so you can, so one can prepare. You know, it would be worse if someone said, "I never, I never thought something like this could happen," and then you feel like a fool, and it's too late. God forbid. So better to know and prepare than. Uh, you know, just to live in la-la land, and then it's on your doorstep, and it's too late. Well, that's our job. I mean, it's a sad job, but that's our job. All right, everybody, you have been listening to the Tamar Yona Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Our uh, co-host here, our guest every week is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. And if you have any comments or questions, you can write us at Tamar. You can write me, and I'll forward any letters to Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Tamar, T-A-M-A-R, at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. I want to thank you all for listening in. And stay safe. Let's hope we have peace for all of mankind. And thank you, everybody, for being with us. Bye-bye. And educate yourselves. Educate yourselves, that's right.